Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. So last night we finally get all of the culmination of the NBA and the NHL playoffs. And on the one hand, we get exactly what everybody would have told you was going to happen in the NBA early in July the moment that Kevin Durant on July 4th of last year signed and announced that he was signing with the Golden State Warriors, everybody said, go ahead and write the Golden State Warriors into the finals. Now, they may have done that even if Kevin Durant had not gone to the Warriors. Meanwhile, the Cleveland Cavaliers defending champion, everybody knows LeBron James goes to the final in the Eastern Conference. It's kind of written in the stars. So we play an entire regular season in the NBA. We have all the NBA stories that we have. And then we get to the playoffs, and the two teams combine to go 24-1, and which I am confident has to be the best record in the history of the NBA for two teams in two different conferences. There's almost no suspense. The only game that either team loses, the Cavs lost game three after being up by 21 points in the third quarter at home. And I would guess kind of losing interest, everything falls apart. And as a result, we don't get very much suspense at all. The NBA playoffs, as a functional sports story, was a complete and total waste of time. I have been arguing for a month now, better than the NBA playoffs existing as they are now, would have been if we got a best of 11 series between the Cavs and the Warriors, or a best of 15 series, or some way that we could eliminate the fact that there were 16 teams in the NBA playoffs and only two ever had a real chance of winning a title. It's an indictment of the NBA that there are only two good teams. It's an indictment of the NBA that only one time out of 25 could any other team in the playoffs, the best gathering of the best talent the NBA has to offer, actually beat either the Cavs or the Warriors. Now, I think all the people out there who were sitting around saying, oh, well, so what? We're going to have a great conclusion to the season. This Cavs-Warriors for the third straight year is going to be incredible. I disagree. 
I think the Warriors are going to win in five or less. And I think the entire NBA playoffs are going to have been a sham. On the flip side, NBA playoffs, like the popular kid in school, everybody's paying attention. The NHL playoffs, I would say, kind of for the dorky kids in the cafeteria. Not as popular, not as many people paying attention. They sit off by themselves. But the people who are aware of what the conversation at that lunchroom table is like are like, man, that's where you should be sitting. This is the this is the league that everybody should be paying attention to. The Penguins and the Senators went to double overtime last night in Game 7. It was the second straight Game 7 for the Penguins, who I believe entered the Eastern Conference as the number 4 overall seed. Of course, the Nashville Predators are already there waiting for them as the 8th seed in the Western Conference. What does that tell you? There's not a lot of predictability in the NHL, and you better watch every game because at any moment anything could happen, which is theoretically what we want from sports. We want the belief that on any given Sunday, as the NFL has made popular, anything can happen. That ain't the case in the NBA. It's certainly the case in the NHL, but the NHL will do about a fifth, maybe a fourth of the overall viewership of the NBA. Reasons not because of the quality of the entertainment. It's because people are a lot more familiar with basketball than they are with the NHL. It's hard to understand hockey if you've never played hockey before. Every single person who's listening to us right now in all 50 states across this entire country and on Sirius XM Channel 83 has at some point in time played basketball. The game of basketball is not that complicated. And as a result, everybody gravitates towards basketball, leaves aside the NHL, and I think your American sporting life is the worst for it. Because last night, while LeBron and co. were delivering a consistent beating to the Boston Celtics in a game that never had any suspense and that no one ever thought could go either way and winning by 33. Ottawa was trying to end the long playoff drought for Canada. This is an amazing stat that I didn't even know till before coming into this year. You know, a Canadian team, I believe I'm correct in this, has not won the Stanley Cup since 1993. Correct. That's an unbelievable statistic. I mean, I'm just blown away by that and... It'll now be another year that a Canadian team has not won a title because you've got Pittsburgh going up against Nashville in what should be a pretty exciting NHL Finals. Now, I told you before, I think that the Cavs are going to get beat in five games. I don't think this is going to be a close series. I think the Cavs are going to get beat in five games. I think the debate that we're going to be having is one that I started already this week. Is this Golden State Warriors team the greatest in the history of the NBA? Because if they finish 16-1 and or better, they're 12-0 and in the playoffs so far. If they finish 16-1 and or better, then I think the answer is going to have to be yes. I think everybody's going to come around onto my side and say, you know what? I believe that you're right, Clay. This is the best team in the history of the NBA. The problem is it doesn't create a lot of suspense. And the NBA is highly fortunate right now. The best thing that's ever happened to the NBA was LeBron James coming back from a 3-1 to series deficit to lead Cleveland to the title last year because... If Draymond Green doesn't call LeBron James a bitch and end up missing game five, I think the Warriors close out the Cavs in five games. And then we're talking about, are the Cavs going to lose for a third straight year to the Warriors? And the storyline is entirely different as opposed to having this series being some sort of a rubber match. Because can you imagine if the Warriors beat the Cavs 4-2 in the first series they play in the NBA Finals? And then last year, if they had won 4-1 and then they add Kevin Durant what the expectation is going to be in this series is going to be a sweep, right? Instead, the Cavs come back from that 3-1 series deficit, and there seems to be 
a great deal of excitement among people out there to believe this is going to be a really good NBA Finals. What I would say is tap the brakes. Vegas is not selling us that idea. Vegas is saying, guys, this ain't going to be close. The Warriors are a much better basketball team. Vegas is a better analyst than any single NBA analyst you want to watch on television. Long time ago, I learned, don't argue with the desert. They don't build those buildings by accident. By the way, big news that's out there, speaking of building buildings, Congress has introduced a bill in committee that would allow sports gambling to be a state decision across the nation and would eliminate our national prohibition on sports gambling that exists now with the exception of a couple of states like Nevada, which got in before they introduced that prohibition. That will be a massive story in the world of sports if it continues to advance in committee because Donald Trump, assuming he's going to be consistent on this, has already said that he supports a prohibition at the end of the ban on sports gambling. So it's possible within the next couple of years, maybe even the next year, there is going to be legislation on Donald Trump's desk that allows him to end the prohibition on gambling on sports for most of this country. And then it would be like the lottery, which would allow you to go out and gamble if your state allows it. And most states do, right? Most states now have the lottery. So, for instance, if you want to go in and try to win $200 million or whatever the heck the national lottery is, the the multi-state lottery, every individual state would then have the right to decide, okay, do do we or do we not want to allow sports gambling to happen in this country? And then guess what? We're going to start talking about sports gambling even more. I think sports gambling would come in and start kicking the crap out of fantasy sports, right? Because I understand some of you out there are like, oh, I care so much about my daily fantasy team. This $10 that I'm going to win in this 20-team league, it's so important to me. Yeah, whatever. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. But everybody has a side when gambling's going on. 50% of people typically are on one side, 50% on the other. It is exhilarating, it's ecstatically entertaining, and it drives ratings. Gambling goes legal in this country for sports, in most states, oh man, it's going to be incredible to see. So I uh, I am of the opinion that the NHL has continued to kick crap out of the N- uh, NBA playoffs throughout, but I am curious about this. I'm going to put it up as the poll question for the day. Who are you guys rooting for? Because I think there's a certain segment of the population out there that is of the opinion that Kevin Durant going to the Warriors was unfair, that it led to a rigged system. You don't like seeing really talented people all come together on a super team. And so Kevin Durant turned a lot of people off on the Warriors. At the same time, I think LeBron James has been a bitch this season. I think he's been sitting around whining all season. Oh, he's upset about the outcome of the election. Oh, he's got to wear a big safety pin on on his magazine cover for Sports Illustrated. Oh, you know, somebody used the word posse. That's offensive, even though it wasn't remotely offensive. Oh, LeBron James is not, doesn't feel like his son leaving his house. He's going to be safe because police are going to kill him. Oh, LeBron James is mad because Charles Barkley said that he's been whining, like, and now he's going to go nuclear on Charles Barkley. Like, this has not been a good year for LeBron James off the court. I thought he would be relaxed. I thought he would be confident. I thought he would be uh, totally comfortable in his own skin because he had finally fulfilled the quest that he had given himself from the moment he was a young guy in Akron. That is, he's going to bring a championship back to Cleveland. Well, he did that. Instead, this year, he seemed like he was perpetually triggered. He seemed like at any moment in time, he was never comfortable. Meanwhile, the Warriors, and this is an incredible stat as well, 
Warriors have not lost a game when their big four start. Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant since all the way back on February 4th. And that was an overtime loss to Sacramento. They have won, I believe the math is, 26 of their last 27 games overall, including 12 straight in the playoffs. Only game they've lost in the last 27, I believe I'm correct about this, was Utah in Golden State when they were resting players after they had already clinched the entirety of the Western Conference playoffs. Pretty intriguing. This is going to be a bloodbath. Pray for LeBron and the Cavs. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. was just hitting on this clip that I saw Andy Roddick tweet out. It's from Total Pro Sports. And Stephen A. Smith obviously makes his bones as an NBA expert. And for six straight years, he has predicted who he thinks is going to win the NBA Finals, and he has missed all six of them. Somebody tweeting me right now and saying, let's see, uh, Zach Ahonen says, assuming a coin flip, there's a 1.5% chance of somebody getting six misses in a row. In other words, there's basically a 98.5% chance that this could not happen. Even if you had never watched basketball before in your life, going 0 for 6 is almost statistically improbable. Stephen A. Smith, six straight times, he's had an opportunity to pick the winner of the NBA Finals. Six straight times he has been wrong. This is from Total Pro Sports. Enjoy. This is what makes you $5 million or $6 million a year if you're in the prognostication business like Stephen A. I got to give Miami the edge in wow. probably seven games. The Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Can the Thunder win a title? I didn't get to finish. With yeah. Westbrook yeah. as point guard, the American people have spoken, and Stephen A. wins oh, this please. debate. The Miami Heat are once again NBA champions. I think Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich, oh, no. and the San Antonio Spurs pull it off. I'm picking the San Antonio Spurs to win this series. It's back-to-back titles for the Heat. The 2013 NBA championship resides once again in Miami. Blame you. I'd probably bet my money on the Spurs, but I use the word probably because, Skip, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. When you go up against a great team, it takes a superstar to close the deal, baby. And it is time. It is apropos. It is perfect timing for LeBron James, King James, to show that he's got some Jordan-esque skills. I'm going with the Cavs. What? The Golden State Warriors are the 2015 NBA champions. Yep. I'm picking the Golden State Warriors to win these finals. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. I mean, how amazing is that? 0 for 6, and you're the guy who's supposed to be an NBA expert. You don't want to make an enemy out of me. Not trying to make an enemy out of Stephen A. Not trying to do it. All right. What are we doing here? Uh, Jason uh, Martin, have we, are we taking calls yet for I Hate You, Clay Travis, or are you going to read some tweets? What's the play? All right. Well, I do have some tweets, but there's one guy that called in a few days ago with something I think is pretty entertaining that you're going to like that I think everybody actually that listens to this show is going to like, and he didn't get in because we had a guest come on that ran long, and he's called me back. 
it's a story that I think we need to tell before we get to I Hate You, Clay Travis. We'll get to my tweets afterwards, the ones that I've picked for this week. But let's go to Jim in York, Pennsylvania first. All right, Jim in York, PA. What's up? Well, i got to tell you before I go with the story that thanks to you, I now believe in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. Because if you can find a black man in Southern California that's a Penguin fan, <laughs> who am I to say different? But, no uh, doubt. The, the, the story I was sharing with Jason was uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, he found out that Justin Cooper was uh, – a child, a child movie star, and one of the questions you asked him was, "Do you ever parlay that and hook up? You know, later on in the life, saying, hey, you know, this is who I was.' I could tell you this: because of Justin Cooper, I hooked up with three different chicks because of him. Um, and the story goes like this: I was, I'm a caller on the other show, and they run a, a game show uh, every Friday morning, and I had a pretty good run, so I became something of a little bit of a, a folk hero in my in my uh, in my job. So the guys would listen to the podcast and come check it out. Well. All of a sudden, anytime the girls would come by and start asking how I did and things like that, I go, "Hey, you want to hear something cool? You hear this guy over here? You ever see the movie? You know, liar, liar." And I just played it from there, and they're like, oh my god, he's so cute! Yeah, I, did, I didn't know that. And I just played it up like Justin and I go way back and things like that. Oh, I talk to him every week. He's a great guy. He's cool. And if you got some game, it just leads into everything else. So, well, well you know, where do you live? I live in New York, Pennsylvania. All right, I'm coming to visit. It's not a bad so wait. Place, but- People are banging you because you're claiming that you know that you know Justin, who because he was a child star in Liar Liar. Well, not some claiming per se, but you know, the rest of the podcast, they all started following. How'd you do it this week on the game show? Thing? So they all started following it. But you know, you get a 25 year old girl that comes by your desk and starts to talk to you and say, you know, how'd you do? And and, and hey, check this out. You, you you ever see this movie? And you show cute little Justin on there for a minute. And it just starts, it just breaks the ice and starts the ball rolling. Now, that didn't close the deal. I had to have a little bit of game. But if you got some game, it's a, it's a great deal breaker, man. Justin, when's the last time you slept with somebody because you were the kid in Liar Liar? I mean, who knows? It could have could have all been because of that. <laughs> <laughs> just not to my knowledge. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, wow. Thanks for the call. That is impressive. So Jim in York, PA, just slaying chicks because he happens to claim that he knows Justin Cooper, who, who starred in Liar Liar. If you're just waking up right now, you're like, what in the world's going on? Justin Cooper, our producer here, he was the kid in Liar Liar. Incredible. Uh, all right. Is it time for uh, for Jason Martin uh, angry tweets? It is indeed, Clay. G-Dub triggered Clay, and Clay's a pussy willow. Haters gonna hate. Leave G-Dub alone. Black folk do hang in the B-shop. So that's one in favor of G-Dub. Yeah, you're about, just trying to continue your Johnny Cochran defense there. That just happened. So you're you're choosing, picking and choosing, but continue. Oh, I'm, sticking, I'm sticking with Johnny Cochran then. Just keep being a racist. Do you. I'll just sit here and get hate from your awful Twitter. Have a great day. So now you're also a racist, and that's definitely yeah. a Johnny Cochran I'm move always, by me. Always, yeah, always, always paint the white guys a racist. That's Johnny Cochran's like number one defense tactic. I hate you, Clay Travis, because you stumble over explaining minus three twenty when you supposedly know how to gamble. It's a huge favorite. The Warriors are a huge favorite. You have to put up a lot of money to win some money back. All right, that's the easiest way to explain it. I'm not good at math. I'm good at mathematical concepts. I'm bad at actual math. Does that make sense? Like, I understand philosophically what math is for. When it actually comes to doing live math on the air, I'm bad at it. First, it was the dead grandmother at the NFL draft. Now old people feeding ducks. Why do you hate old people? (laughs) By the way, 
The poll results. You got for destroyed, you, Clay. No. Your no, poll bogus. Results. I told you that poll is not uh, not acceptable at all. Yeah, you said you sound like Donald Trump right now. Uh, the poll results are not both. Uh, we had twelve thousand people vote. Yeah, you is did it put normal old or in question? Is it normal or abnormal? I put all. I don't single out old people because I'm. But not that was the whole age, point. That was the whole I'm point of the story. An ageist. Is it normal yeah, or right. abnormal to go feed ducks multiple days a week in a park without kids? 82% of our 12,000 voters said it's abnormal. I now hate all of our listeners. Like, that's that's just dumb. Like, it, again, the old person's the whole point of the story. I agree no, with you that if it were point, me, it would be the weird. The point of the story is that it's multiple times a week. It doesn't yeah, matter who the person people. is. Even even if it's an elderly person. No, By the way, no. it's also, PSA, not good to feed bread to ducks. It's bad for them. Yeah, all I these old people are just across. out there killing ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 really in favor of the ducks. We continue. I care I hate, about animals. Yeah, right. I hate Clay Travis so much. He's such a whiny bleephole. And today you've you've certainly been that. I'm sure G Dub's fans would be on the side on that. Here's one. You're G Dub's only fan. Yeah, that's just not true. You could peel back a stupid person's brain. Most people could Clay to appeal to your readers. At what grade level do you have to write? I write at the grade level. You know, I don't know. It's an interesting question. I've never had my writing analyzed by grade level, but the audience for OutKick is actually really educated and smart, like as a statistical measure. Also young, good-looking, probably gigantic penises. I'm just I'm just kind of figuring. Is that, is that all you got? You're just going to drop the giant penis and then move on? <laughs> Did you see how you had to say that word because you can't pronounce it? You Look, I went back slowly. and listened. I went back and listened to the podcast, which everyone should subscribe to as it continues to dominate the world. And I, it was not weird. Like I might have barely had an accent, but it no, was nowhere it was, near as egregious was, as you tried to play it. It off. was really uncomfortable, and I am pretty convinced that you rate people on isolated West Virginia rivers for fun now, based on the way you said the word penis on the radio the other day. Continuing, Clay Travis is embarrassingly wrong, and I feel sorry for it. Wait, wait, that's from at Jmart Outkick. That one's <laughs> sorry. That one's actually from me from yesterday. Actual hate inside the building. Now I know how Donald Trump feels again. Hate this Nashville town. Terrible place to live. Clay Travis lives here for bleeps, bleeps. Just stay away. Who hates Nashville? Like I understand hating me, but what do you hate about Nashville? Do you hate attractive women? Do you hate a party scene? Do you hate like a city that is vibrant and buoyant and incredible in all respects? Like I travel all over the country. I have been to pretty much everywhere. And Nashville's one of the best cities in America. Like I don't I understand hating me, trust me. But hating Nashville, that's just trying way too hard. And then finally, we talked, you know, the we had the uh, tweet that came in about a stupid person's brain and the level of outkick readers. I think this came from a five-year-old. I hate Clay Travis so much. He's so damn icky. That was dropped by an adult. I-C-K-Y. That's a word that I don't think that I've used since I was eight, nine years old, maybe. That's from an adult. From an adult. Here, another opportunity for adults. We're doing I Hate You, Clay Travis, early today because we've got Enos Canner on in hour three. All right. Call in right now, right before we go to trending. I don't want you to call Jason Martin and tell him how awesome you think I am. I understand that lots of you feel that way. But this is not the time for you to call in and make a joke saying like, oh, I love Clay Travis. This is your opportunity. We do it every Friday. 
People say, oh, you don't give an opportunity to people to tell the other side. You don't give them an opportunity to tee off on you. I disagree. This is your opportunity. 877-996-6369. I hate you, Clay Travis. will be in the next segment, and I guarantee you, hopefully, that we will have some gold here. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. This is Animal Thunderdome. A bear in Canada. This happened. That is a bear. You need to watch this video. That is a bear attacking a hunter. Me? <laughs> Oops. Wait, did he uh, say what I think he said? No, no, nobody heard that. <laughs> nobody oh, heard that. Uh, <laughs> no worries, no worries. Hey, it was a bear attack. Hey, it's We're a, it's, a news organization. It's a good reason for people to go back to your podcast. Yeah, that's right. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. We bring in now Enos Cantor. He has had one heck of a recent uh, ride when it comes to traveling in and around the country, and we're going to get to all of that. But I want to start, obviously, with the Warriors and the Cavs now meeting for the third straight year in the finals. Enos, how do you watch the NBA Finals? Do you watch by yourself? Do you watch with buddies? Will you watch all every game as long as this series goes on? I watch by myself the, uh, most of the time. Uh, you know, uh, I try not to watch it because it hurts a little bit because we're not there. But, you know, I, I watch it sometimes. You know, you can always uh, learn something from all those, you know, uh, uh, really good games. Do you root for one team or the other? You obviously know Kevin Durant really well. You've played yeah. against the Warriors over the years. Like, do you root? Do you care who wins this series? Of course, I want Cleveland to win for sure, man. We don't like we don't like Oklahoma. We don't like Golden State. Uh, and I so, do. you don't like Golden State, but now Kevin Durant's there. But you're rooting for Kevin Durant now. Uh, no, I said I don't like Golden State, so I want Cleveland to win the championship. Oh, Cleveland. So you're all in yeah. on the Cavs. Why oh, do you not yeah. like Golden State? Uh, you know, uh, some you know, uh, reasons. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> get into details. Are the Warriors well-liked? So you're, you're obviously you're on the Thunder. You've played a lot of big games against the Warriors over the years, and you're in the Western Conference with them. Are the Warriors or the Cavs, do you think, more liked by most of the guys in the NBA? Like you said yourself, you're rooting for Cleveland. Would you uh, say that the most of the NBA players that you know are also rooting for Cleveland? Are they rooting for the Warriors? Does one of these teams have more fans in the league, do you think? I feel like, I feel like they were, they rooting for okay, Cleveland, too. Um, because, I mean, I mean, obviously, let's be honest, of course, I feel like Golden State is the best team in the NBA right now. Uh, Golden State, they definitely, I mean, how they play just definitely, it's, it's amazing. But, you know, that's why they're going to get uh, lots of hate because, I mean, they play really good. So let's be honest. 
how did you find out Kevin Durant was leaving to go join the Warriors? Um, I found out in, on Twitter. Yeah, I looked at I, I looked at the Twitter that uh, they posted, and you know they were saying that oh he, he just signed with Golden State. But you know uh, after I saw the he signed, uh, you know I I shoot my text and say hey man congratulations or whatever because I understand uh, it's a business. You know, I understand it's a business, but it's just how he did it. It hurts a little bit. But, I mean, I understand it's a business. So, I mean, definitely, I mean, he's no question. He's one of the best you know, players in the league. But I think how he did it just a little hurt. So, obviously, you're a little hurt. I mean, you're still – you played with Kevin Durant for several years. Do you think that anybody on the Thunder is rooting for the Warriors to win this series? I Probably definitely not. I will say not probably not, definitely not. Definitely not. No. So, I mean – now that Kevin Durant is on the Warriors, do you guys ever text? Do you have any relationship at all? Uh, I text him on his birthday, you know. I text him on his birthday, but that was that was it. You know, we don't we don't really talk. I mean, he's an other team. We don't really talk much anymore. I mean, we got nothing to talk about. I mean, but, but if they win a championship, I will, you know, I'll, I'll respect that and, you know, shoot my text definitely. Is the championship cheapened in your mind since Kevin Durant has joined the Warriors? I mean, you guys were close to winning a championship with the Thunder. You took the Warriors to seven games. A lot of people said Kevin Durant is running and joining the opposition. To this, to you, does that cheapen the championship if the Warriors go on and win it? Does Kevin Durant's championship to you count a little bit less? Um, I mean, if you look at what happened last year, of course, we were up by 3-1 and everything was fine, and, and then we started to – uh, lose and we lost the series of four three and then that moment I was like man we need to come back and do it again next year because I believe that last year team we had the best best team in the league I, I don't care Golden State Cleveland we I, I feel like last year we had the best team in the league so I mean uh, I was thinking like uh, when the season was over I was thinking that you know we can come back next year and try do it again and this time it will be different because we learn a lot. We, we had a really young team. We learned a lot uh, of what happened uh, last year. So, I mean, after, after you know, man, he left, I was like, man, this is, this is crazy. But, you know, after he left, I mean, we said, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. So we stayed together. Uh, after he left, nobody was expecting us to, you know, even make the playoffs. I mean, we stayed together with uh, Russell's lead, of course, and I think we did a uh, – we, we were in a sixth uh, six spot in, in the West. So that was definitely, you know, a success for us. Russell Westbrook, you got to see him firsthand this year, had one of the most yeah. impressive seasons in the history of the NBA. What did he mean to your team, and what was it like to watch him so closely? I believe I read an article from you on the Players' Tribune, which was fantastic. Yeah. If people didn't read it, I would encourage them to go check it out. And that kind of laid out a lot of the perspective from you about what it was like to play alongside of him. But for people who've just been watching from afar – what did Westbrook mean to your team, and what was it like to see what he did so up close? So when I was with Utah, before I get traded to Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, I hated play against Oklahoma City. I hated it. I never liked it because, I mean, this guy, Russell Westbrook, was going against the big, he was getting rebounds, he was strong. There was no way to stop him. So I always hated play against Russell Westbrook. So after I get traded to Oklahoma City Thunder, I remember my first year, as he was doing some crazy numbers, we were looking at each other on a bench. Like, what is he doing when Kevin and all this guy was hurt? So after that, you know, this year, of course, I mean, he, I mean, he felt like he had to carry over the whole state. 
not just his teammates, not just his, you know, coaches or the organization. So he carried on his back the whole state, and he did an amazing job. I, and people don't know with Russell that he's always crazy, whatever, on the court. At the same time, he's a total different guy off the court. You know, he always smiles, he makes jokes, he, you know, he makes people laugh and everything, and he always, you know, gives back to the community. So on the court, off the court, Russell making people better, and also making himself better, and at the same time he's making everybody else better around him. The state, the organization, the you know the the, uh, the coaches, the players. So he was always you know trying to help, and that's what the true and real leaders are. We're talking to Enos Canner. Um, Enos, when you look at the uh, at the larger political arena, now you're a really fascinating guy. You are Turkish. And you have come out aggressively against the leader in Turkey. And we're talking to Enos Kanter. What happened to you that you almost didn't get back into the country? Walk people through that experience because it's a wild one. Yeah, I mean, it all started in, in Indonesia. Because people think about in Romania, because I took a video, it was on wild, whatever. But it all started in Indonesia. So when I, well, I was in a global tour with my foundation, and the Kanter Foundation, so... I was going around country to country, and Indonesia was my seventh stop in Pacific. So I, everything was fine that, that night. You know, we had a basketball clinic. We met with some people, some kids, you know, talked to them and hang out with them and stuff. So I went back to my room, was really tired, went to sleep. So around 2.30 a.m., my manager knocked my door. He's like, answered, like, what's going on? He said, you need to come up to my room. We need to talk. I was like, okay. At 2.30, whatever a.m., I went to his room, I stopped talking, he's like, okay, the Turkish government or the embassy called Indonesia and said, Enes Kanter is there, he's a dangerous man. Uh, that's why they sent the army and the secret service to uh, the Addis Ababa clinic. They said they, they just want to talk. And I was like, that's weird. They said, I'm a dangerous man. How am I a dangerous man? Just because I'm doing a charity work and I'm doing a you know, basketball clinic? And so whatever, and I talked to my manager, like, what should we do? Uh, just because of there is people, my, my friends were kidnapped in Malaysia. You know, there was just one kidnapped, you know, just uh, sent, deported back to Turkey. So I was like, I know that it's not just going to be talking. So we need to do something about it. So that's why I uh, talked to my manager, looked at the flight. The first flight was to 5.30 a.m. to Singapore. So we kind of escaped the country, went to yeah, Singapore. So went to Singapore, hang out there for like five, six hours. And then we went to Romania, and that's where all this madness started. I took a video and everything. So that's why uh, that's what happened. Do you fear for your life? Death uh, almost every day. Yeah, almost every day. You know, somehow, you know, Facebook, you know, the, uh, Twitter, social media. So I get death threats almost every day. But I know I am in good hands in America, if I was in any other country in the world, any other country, I would, I would be really, really more scared. But right now I'm in America because I know how, how American people are, how respectful they are, how, you know, protect they are. Uh, but I, you still feel like when you when you go to the street, when you, like, start walking, like when you go on a walk, when you go on a supermarket, whatever, definitely, I mean, it's, I start, I keep looking my back and like, oh, if, if somebody's coming for me, that's for me a, a little scary. And and we're talking to Enos Kanter. I mean, props to you for being willing and able to speak out about the situation in your home country of Turkey. How comfortable, if at all, do you feel about the idea of going back to Turkey? You said you get death threats every day. 
would you go back to Turkey? If I go back to Turkey, Turkey wouldn't have this conversation. You probably would not hear a word from me the second day. They would say, oh, he just got food poisoned. Or he goes, so something happened to him. He's in hospital or whatever. So I wouldn't be alive probably the second day. It's that, it's that crazy and, uh, in Turkey. Because I let me explain you this. It all started last year in July 15th. So in July 15th, Last year, there was a coup attempt. I call it the fake coup attempt. Because if you want to understand who did the coup attempt, you have to look at the results. And the number shows after the coup attempt, there is hundreds and hundreds of people, are, thousands of people are in jail. You know, there's all this, you know, over 2,000 dormitories, universities, schools uh, are shut down, newspapers, channels. And there is, Turkey is the number one country after the coup attempt that is put, put in a journal in a, in a jail. So that's why... I was a part of that movement called Hizmet Movement, led by Mr. Fethullah Silen. So the Erdogan was polarizing people, making groups, and whoever speak not against him was, you know, just he was just saying, oh, those are the, the bad men, those are the ones who did the coup attempt. So that's why um, the, this movement, Hizmet Movement, was speaking out against him, all the corruption Erdogan did, all the people he's murdering, kidnapping, all the, you know, money he's stealing. So that's why everyone wants to be the one-man show. He wants to control the army, the police, the judges, the military, everything. So whoever speaking out against him, like I did, you know, he was just trying to shut you off everything. So that's why if they send me back to Turkey right now, there is a report, I don't say this, the reports are saying that. People are Amnesty International, you can look at it if you uh, click on it, and people are getting tortured, people are getting raped, people are getting killed in the jails. And if you remember what happened in Washington last week, front of the whole world, Ms. President Erdogan gave order to his bodyguard to go beat up people. So think about what he's doing in front of the whole world. Think about what he's, what he's going to do behind the curtains in his country in a, in a jail. So it's definitely pretty crazy situation. You've had to cha- you said you changed your last name because your family is still back in Turkey. Do you worry yeah. about your family's safety because of their association with you? So I haven't speak or any communicate with my family in close to two years now. My mom, my dad, my brother, sister, whatever in, in Turkey. So and you know it's, it's and in my Turkish friends too. You know, I can I cannot communicate. If they know I'm in communicate with them somehow, they will be in jail the next day. So that's why I, I mean, you cannot protect your family being in contact with them. So that's why I, I stopped talking with my parents for like two years now, and it's definitely been, it's not. And people see my situation. There is thousands and thousands of people, more people out there with their situation worse than mine. People know my situation because I play in NBA. So it's definitely really really crazy, man. Enos, you're a brave guy. I appreciate you talking with us. I'd love to have you on again and go through some more of these issues, spend more time with you. Have a good weekend, good Memorial Day weekend, good luck, and uh, thank you for uh, being willing to share your story. Thank you, my man. Just pray for us. Will do. That's Enos Canner. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Tebow Watch, guy who got hit in the balls, will be on Tuesday. But what do we got, Jason? you got to be fast. Yeah, well, last night in Lexington, 0 for 3 for Tim Tebow. Two more strikeouts and a walk. His average drops to 231. Columbia Fireflies in third place on their side of the division. There's two more against Lexington coming up this weekend. Tebow overall sixth in 
major regular players on the team in batting average at that 231. He's had 30 hits in 130 at-bats, 40 strikeouts, and 14 walks. That's a very quick Tebow watch. We'll catch up with Timothy Richard on Monday and see how he did against Lexington over the weekend. That's your Tebow watch for this Friday, May 26, 2017. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.